Our scripture today I will be reading uh, from the message version, uh, which is just a little more of a homey version of the Bible. Uh, Psalm 145, 10 through 18 is our text for today that was alluded to in the children's message. It's one of those texts you read with a smile on your face and joy in your heart, because that is what the psalm requires. So let us hear God's word to us from Psalm 145. All of creation, every creature shall applaud you, God. Your holy people bless you. They talk about the glories of your kingdom. They exclaim over your splendor, letting the world know of your power for good, the outrageous splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom forever. You were king for our great-grandparents. You will be king long after we're dead and gone. God always does what he says and is gracious in everything he does. God gives a hand to those down on their luck, gives a fresh start to those ready to quit. All eyes are on you. You give them their meals at the proper time. Generous to a fault, you lavish your favor on all creatures. Everything God does is right. The trademark on all his works is love. God's there. God's there, listening for all who pray, for all who pray and mean it. He does what's best for those who fear him, hears them call out and saves them. God sticks by all those who love him, but it's all over for those who don't. My mouth is filled with God's praise. Let everything living bless him. Bless his holy name from now to eternity. Let every living thing bless him. Bless his holy name from now to eternity. This is the joyful word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I was talking to this guy at General Assembly, our big board meeting, and I forget where he's from, but I went and I shook his hand and we were talking and I patted him on the arm because I'm a good Southern woman and I patted him on the arm and he flinched. So I apologized. I'm so sorry I didn't mean to hurt you. Not your fault, he explained. And he rolled up his sleeve to show this big bandage on his arm and because I'm both curious and compassionate, I asked him what had happened. And he told me about his pack. His pack. He didn't have a family, but he took in abandoned dogs. Sometimes strays and others that had been abandoned by their owners. So he ended up with this pretty mangy collection of dogs, lots of mutts with weird habits, plenty of barkers, and he'd gotten used to having to earn their trust. He told me about Lady, who'd been starved by her last owners, so whenever he'd put her food down, she'd growl at the rest of the pack to let them know to back off. But after a few months, she'd become as sweet as could be and even shared her bowl. So I'm figuring his story about his wound has something to do with Lady, but he goes on to talk about Skip, who's scared of the dark, and Howler, who unsurprisingly, howls. 
Now I'm half listening because I'm late to my meeting and I try to refocus him. So did Lady bite you? No, 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 this wasn't Lady. This was Lady and he pulls up his pant leg to show me a scar that has been there for years. And then he said, no, this, as he pats his arm, this was Carl. I noticed Carl wandering down the side of the road looking like he fell out of an ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. I mean, he was so skinny, not even a buzzard was going to bother him. So I pulled over and I grabbed some treats that I keep in my glove box, crouched down to feed him, and he was looking at me like I was Jesus himself. And then we hit a rough patch. I had a mosquito buzzing around my neck, so I went to swat it away. And as soon as my hand went up, Carl's ears went back, his tail tucked, and his teeth came out. And I knew in that moment that Carl must have been beaten, but it was too late. It happened faster, and I quote, faster than a knife fight in a phone booth. He got my arm, and I'll tell you, he did not want to let go. See, at this point, I'd forgotten that I'm late now for my meeting, and I'm enthralled in this story. Well, what did you do? Did you manage to get him to a shelter, or did you just leave him there? And then he says, of course I didn't take him to the shelter. What do I look like, a monster? As soon as I got him off my arm, I got some more food, and looked him square in the eyes and said, listen here, Carl. That's when he named him Carl. <laughs> listen here, Carl. I've run over armadillos that still looked better than you, but you just became a part of my pack. You can't be biting anymore because you, Carl, are one of mine. This guy was not a pastor. He was a country man sent to represent his presbytery, but I thought of him for this psalm. All eyes are on you. You give them their meals at the proper time, generous to a fault. You lavish your favor on all creatures. I read that line from the psalm, and I thought of Carl, who was alone but now has a pack. And then I rethought this passage. Generous to a fault, you lavish your favor on all creatures. God providing for whales and birds and the ants is one thing. God bringing the rain and the seasons and providing for all his creatures, I get that. The whales and the birds and the ants don't exactly say thank you, but I still get that lavishness on creation. What confuses me about God is how God treats us, you and me, human beings. Generous to a fault, you lavish your favor on all creatures. Because in this story, we are not the generous man with dog treats in our glove box. No, in this story, we are Carl. Think just for a second, about how we human beings treat God. I mean, we ignore him. We blame him for the things that go wrong. If it's good, I did it. But if it's wrong, it's God. Why did this happen? 
We neglect God. We leave God in church on Sunday and expect him to be waiting for us whenever we come back. People curse God. They curse him. They literally say they don't believe in him. We claim credit for things that God has done. People even give credit to other gods instead of our God. And even with those words hanging in the air, God still says, you are one of mine. And lavishes favor on all his creatures. God feeds the mouths that bite him. He blesses the hearts that abandon him. When we are looking worse than an armadillo with tire tracks on our faces, God still looks at us with love and says, You are one of mine. We know because God dies on the cross for his people as we reject him. As we bite him, he feeds us everything we need. That's confusing. To put it simply, it is not human. It isn't. It doesn't make sense, that response to love and sacrifice for people who don't even believe you exist. It is not human. It does not make sense. But it doesn't matter if it makes sense. It's just true. God is real, and unlike us, God is completely good. From the beginning of time to the end, he feeds the mouths that bite him, loves the heart that curses him, remembers his child that forgets him. God even takes care of the ants and the birds that can't comprehend what's happening. They literally can't understand, and God is still faithful. It's who God is is. But there is a dividing line through creation. There is a dividing line, and it's not whether God is faithful. God is faithful to everyone, and it's not whether or not we deserve God's love. We're all like Carl in the end, biting the hand that created us and feeds us. And it isn't any of the markers we rely on, like where you're from or who you know or what you have. But creation is divided. It's divided between those who praise God for being good and those who don't. It's divided between those who praise God for being good and those who don't. The psalm says... All of creation, every creature shall applaud you, God. Your holy people bless you. They talk about the glories of your kingdom. They exclaim over your splendor, letting the world know of your power for good, the outrageous splendor of your kingdom. Sometimes we might wonder why in the world we praise God. Why worship God? And then we read the Psalms, our hymn book of the Bible, these songs about who God is. But if you think about it, this is sort of a strange concept. Because a hymn book about someone else, someone else that's not God, would be weird. 
Let me give you an example. If I came home to my lovely, wonderful husband and began to sing to him, which I'm not going to do this morning, you were born in Minnesota and lived there for a while. You had friends and you were pretty good. How majestic is your name? You went to college, as many do, and some of what you did there was pretty good. How majestic is your name? You're a good husband, and sometimes you lose your temper, and I always find your socks stuck in the couch. Glorious are you and exalted above all creation. Doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? It would be a little weird. Although I think, frankly, I could probably add a line in that little song right there about a truck or a tractor, and it'd be a number one country hit. <laughs> Nevertheless, a weird song. Not just because I'm singing about who Brian is and what he's done, it's weird because it's the contrast between his human accomplishments and how majestic is your name. The contrast between finding socks in the couch and how exalted are you. But when we sing, when we sing to God, we get to sing things like holy, 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 merciful and mighty God in three persons, blessed Trinity. God in three persons, in one person. I can't even begin to explain that to you, but we can sing about how amazing it is. Or do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. If everyone abandons you, if you are alone, God still enfolds us in his love. And his love is so strong and so deep and so wide, it is worth singing about. Or we can sing, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. We sing songs about who God is because God is amazing. He is worthy of worship and praise. And as much as I love my husband, he is not. And neither am I. And if I studied every detail of your life, you'd be a little creeped out. It'd be strange. But we can study every detail and every aspect of who God is because God is that incredible and every corner of who God is deserves our attention and praise. So creation is divided. Divided between those who look at creation, look at their lives, look at God and what God has done and choose to praise God and those who don't. Creation is divided between those who praise God for being good and those who don't. When I was in college, I attended a get-together, a victory party, following a University of Alabama football game. I'll note that it was one of many victory parties. I knew a few people there, but not everyone, so we arrive at the home. We're getting ready. There's 30, 35 people maybe and as I walked in, the hostess comes out and tries to introduce everybody so we kind of know everybody else who's there. 
Everyone's dressed in clothing that screams Roll Tide. I mean, you can picture this, right? So there was a young woman there, don't know where she was from, a little overdressed to have come from the ball game, although maybe not, times have changed. The sweatshirt days are over. I hear people wear cocktail dresses to football games now. Anyway, this girl walks in and she is somebody new to most of us. And she stands up in front of all of us as we're hanging out and chit-chatting. And she says, I think we ought to sing the doxology. Before we could even vote on it, she started. She and a few others began to sing with gusto, and some stood there looking down, counting their shoelaces. There were a few who hummed along like I did. I was sort of in between there. It was a bit awkward, I'll confess, it was awkward. So after we finished singing the doxology, we started moving to other parts of the house. I walked over toward the kitchen. Things were still awkward, kind of silent. Most people were just trying to figure out something else to talk about. And then this young lady says, listen, I'm not ashamed to say it anywhere, because Jesus told us that we should shout his name from the rooftops. So some of us nodded our heads. We were standing around in the kitchen trying to get into the details of the game. And then the hostess walks into the kitchen. She's refilling the bowl with chips, grabbing more dip to take it out. And she mutters under her breath, if this woman doesn't be quiet, she is going to ruin my party. And then I said something, and I don't know why I said it. I don't usually do these things, but I said to the hostess, ma'am, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, but I don't believe in shouting it everywhere. Creation is divided between those who praise God for being good and those who don't. Every corner of who he is deserves our attention and praise. No matter where we are, we sing songs and praise God because he is that amazing. So will you shout his name from the rooftop or will you stare at your shoelaces? Because creation is divided between those who praise God for being good and those who don't. And like me, some of us feel somewhere in the middle. Singing might be a little much, so we just hum along. But frankly, there is no middle. There is no middle. Either our mouths are filled with God's praise or they're not. All of creation, every creature shall applaud you, God. Your holy people bless you. Will we praise the hand that feeds us? Or will we remain silent? The question for today, is our gratitude greater than our discomfort? Is our gratitude greater than our discomfort? Is our gratitude greater than our discomfort? If so, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son and Holy Ghost.
Let us pray. Lord, give us the boldness to praise your name everywhere, to not shy away from who you are. Give us the words that the psalmist had, these words of joy, these words of praise, because you deserve our worship and our adoration. So today, Lord, simply, we give you our praise, we give you our hearts, and we commit again to following wherever you might lead. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs> 